Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello, listeners. Luke's English podcast is free, but uh, you can support me in several ways. One of those ways is to take advantage of the Audible sponsorship and uh, download a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com forward slash teacherluke. The other way is that you can send me a donation by clicking one of the donate buttons uh, on my website. Okay, just both of those optional, uh, but uh, just two ways that you can support uh, the podcast. Okay, now let's get started with this new episode and here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. This one is called The Lying Game, and it's one of those episodes in which I play a speaking game with my friends Amber and Paul. Um, but before you listen to that, I'd like to just say a few things here at the beginning of the episode. Uh, firstly, hello to all my regular listeners, the Lepsters, as they're sometimes known. Um, how are you all? I hope you're fine and having a lovely day or night or evening or morning or whatever time of day it is. Um, thanks a lot for recent comments on my website. It's always nice to read your messages. Um, recently, I did episodes about the Battle of Britain and Back to the Future, and I'm feeling a lot of love in the comments section, particularly from my Polish listeners, uh, because of things I said in episode 303, which is really great. It's very motivating to read the positive things that you have to say in response to my episodes. Um, I do think about my podcast a lot and about the way that I do my episodes, and I always hope that you're enjoying it and finding it useful so your comments are valuable bits of encouragement. Um, thanks also to those of you who've never left a comment on my website in your life. Um, there, are, there are lots of you out there. You're, you're my like ninja listeners, and um, I think there are plenty of you out there choosing to remain silent in the shadows but listening to everything. Um, so that's a, sh that's a sort of a shout out, as you might say, uh, to my uh, regular listeners. But secondly, um, just in case you're new to Luke's English podcast, let me now quickly introduce myself. I know that uh, I get regularly, I, I regularly get new listeners on the podcast who might be checking it out for the first time. And you might be thinking, who's this guy? What's going on? What's Luke's English podcast? Let me have a little bit of a listen. Well, if you're a new listener, um, let me introduce myself, okay? So my name is Luke Thompson, and I'm an English language teacher from England, which is in Britain, which is in the UK, which is in Europe, sort of. Um, I'm originally from London in the southeast of England, but I went to university in Liverpool in the northwest of England, and I also spent many years growing up in Warwickshire, which is near Birmingham, um, which is in the Midlands, which is in England, which is in Britain, which is in Europe, which is on Earth, etc. I think you get the idea. 
Um, so I've, I'm English. I'm an English guy. Okay. And I've been teaching English for nearly 15 years. Um, 15 years. Wow. Has it been that long? Time flies when you're having fun. It's true. And I do enjoy my job. Um, I'm Delta qualified. And in my career, I've taught English to adults and children from many different countries at many different levels at many different times of the day, uh, morning, afternoon, evening, and at night sometimes, in any season, in all weather conditions, rain, snow, hail, wind, lightning. And I've even taught English during a couple of earthquakes as well. That was dramatic. Um, I've taught courses in general English, business English, academic English, English for exams, English for doctors, English for pharmacists, English for engineers, English for lawyers, English for HR, English for secretaries of state, English for journalists, English for unemployed people, um, English for retired people, and also English for people who just haven't chosen what to do with their lives yet. So basically, uh, if you need English, I'm your man, all right? And if I was a superhero for English teaching, then you could probably call me English man, um, which is appropriate, really, because I am an English man. Um, obviously, I'm joking. I'm not a superhero. Uh, I'm just an ordinary, humble man. Uh, well, as you can hear from this introduction, I may not be that humble, but I am a man. All right, definitely. I checked this morning. And I'm definitely a man. Um, but I I'm proud to be an English teacher. Um, and I'm proud to be part of a profession which includes many uh, bright and brilliant uh, English teachers all around the world um, who have either chosen this vocation or just ended up doing it because they didn't know what else to do with their lives. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be one of this, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be part of the community of English language teachers around the world. Um, as well as being an English teacher, I'm also a stand-up comedian and I'm a podcaster. Uh, I do a podcast for learners of English. Uh, it's called Luke's English Podcast. You should listen to it. Um, oh, you are listening to it right now, of course. Oh, of course you are. Um, so the podcast is quite popular, and I have lots of downloads uh, these days. And I'm happy to say that I have a lovely community of people around the world um, who regularly listen to my podcast episodes in order to improve their English. But also, hopefully because they just enjoy listening to each episode I produce. Um, did I mention that the podcast has won a few awards? Did I mention that? No? Okay, well, uh, the podcast has won a few awards, okay? Um, you know, I just wanted to mention that. Am I sounding a bit arrogant in this introduction? I hope not. I don't mean to sound full of myself or anything. I really don't. It's just that sometimes I think that I should try and sell myself on the podcast just a little bit, just to remind you who I am and what my credentials are. Um, I don't mean to just go on about myself a lot because it's a bit self-indulgent, isn't it? Um, but I do think it's important to convince you that listening to this is very good for your English and that you shouldn't that you shouldn't stop. You should keep doing it, all right? It's um, it's not just me who says that. Um, I also have lots of testimonies from listeners of my podcast who've commented on my website saying some very positive and nice things indeed. Like, for example, um, this one, which arrived just a couple of days ago from someone called Teddy WS, who simply wrote, um, he simply wrote this. He wrote, thank God I find this page. Okay, thank God I find this page, all right? Now, he, he sounds a bit desperate. Like, oh, thank God, thank God, finally. Like he's been walking through some kind of English teaching desert and my website is like some sort of oasis for him. 
where he can drink from this refreshing wellspring of natural English. Um, It's certainly a positive endorsement. So thanks, Teddy. That's very nice. Now, admittedly, Teddy did make a mistake in his comment. He wrote, thank God I find this page. And it should be, thank God I found this page, of course. All right. But to be fair, he has only just found the page and he has been walking through a desert uh, for days and days. And he probably hasn't listened to many of the episodes yet. But I expect if Teddy writes uh, on the page again in a few months after he's listened to more episodes and he's refreshed himself, then he won't make a mistake like that again. I hope. I certainly hope so. Um, Teddy WS, if you're listening, don't feel bad about making that mistake, okay? Um, don't feel bad about uh, about writing uh, find instead of found. Um because mistakes are an essential part of the learning experience, okay? So just just brush it off, carry on, and just try not to do it again, okay? And by the way, Teddy, um, I'm looking forward to reading um, another comment from you on my site in the future, okay? Um, so the main philosophy of my podcast... Um, so I'm still giving you this introduction, all right? The main philosophy of my podcast is to give learners of English the chance to listen to authentic British English as it is really spoken, Sometimes it's just me talking. Sometimes I have interviews and conversations with friends, family, or other interesting people. Um, I try to keep it real, uh, meaning that uh, I try not to adapt my language level too much. I don't want to talk to you in a very simple way, because that's not how people usually speak in the real world, okay? I don't want to kind of sound patronising. I don't want to, you know, talk to you as if you're stupid. You know, I don't want to be saying, I don't want to talk to you like this because then you might feel like an idiot, right? I don't want to do that to you. Um, So I think I speak clearly on the podcast. I think I've got a clear diction. I hope so. I think I speak clearly, but I try to speak at a fairly normal speed, okay? And because I believe that ultimately that's better for your English, okay? Um, So it's better for your English in the long run, Um, But in the short term, because I speak a little bit quickly sometimes, you might find it difficult to understand every single word I say or every single word my friends say, especially if it's like a a busy conversation with lots of people talking uh, over the top of each other sometimes. So I often remind you that if you don't understand what I'm saying or what other people are saying on my podcast, or if you get lost during conversations, just keep listening, okay? Keep going. And don't be put off when you lose the thread of the conversation, all right? Persevere and don't give up because in the long run, it'll be better for your English, all right? So you have to persevere when you don't understand something. You feel that sort of cognitive dissonance or that sense of like confusion or maybe frustration if you can't understand every single word. But that feeling in your brain is actually your brain trying to work it out. That's the process of you kind of learning at that point. It's, it needs to be a little bit challenging so that your brain is pushed a bit so that, you know, you cognitively it's challenging and that is part of the process of acquiring language, uh, even in a passive way, okay? So um, so it's better if you to just keep listening even if you don't understand everything. If you want to play, uh, if you want to pay close attention to every single word and study those words, then you can uh, many of my episodes have transcripts, which you can find on my website, which, of course, is teacherluke.co.uk, or just Google Luke's English Podcast. So many of my episodes have transcripts, or at least they have notes, which you can read 
and they'll contain many useful words and things that I'm using in that episode. Uh, and then you can just study the words and phrases I'm using and improve your English that way more directly. Or you can just simply relax and listen to the episodes wherever you are in the world. Just find a comfortable place or even an uncomfortable place. It doesn't matter that much, but comfortable is better. Uh, just put your headphones on, uh, turn your speakers on and just listen for fun. Okay. Because it should be enjoyable to listen to English. It doesn't have to be a boring study exercise. Okay. So I invite you to just relax, kick off your shoes, uh, unless you're outside, in which case keep your shoes on. But relax, make a cup of tea, listen to my episodes, and enjoy doing it. Okay. So back to this episode. This episode is entitled The Lying Game. Now, the title of the episode has absolutely no connection to the things I've just said to you about my podcast in the opening minutes of this introduction. No, the reason this episode is called The Lying Game is because in a few moments you're going to listen to my friends and me playing a speaking game which involves either lying or telling the truth, okay? Um, it's just a fun guessing game that involves some lying. So that's what this episode, uh, that's why this episode has that title, okay? So... Let's now move to the lying game, all right? So let me tell you what you can expect from uh, this two-part episode of Luke's English Podcast. So what's the lying game? Well, um, this is a speaking activity I play with my students in my English language classes, and I've been using this activity for years and years and years. Uh, in this episode, you'll hear me playing this game with my friends Amber and Paul, who are native speakers of English. In a few minutes, the episode is going to start properly because we haven't even we haven't started yet. Okay, uh, this is still the introduction. Um, I just wanted to say right now that this was a very fun conversation for Amber, Paul, and me. Uh, we really enjoyed talking and playing the game, and I hope that you enjoy it too. Uh, the thing is, um, we got pretty excited uh, at various times during the game, uh, and so we speak pretty quickly, and sometimes we speak over each other, and that might make it difficult for you to understand everything that's being said. Um, but still, like I said a few moments ago, keep listening anyway, and, uh, and if you don't understand everything, then that's okay. I th okay, all right. I think I've made my point about that now, haven't I? So um, the recording um, begins mid-conversation. So let me just tell you a few things to help you understand what we're saying at the beginning of the conversation, okay? So first of all, you will hear me say to Paul, uh, do you really think I changed the way I speak? That's the first thing you're going to hear me say. And this is because Paul thinks that, or, or thought uh, I sometimes change my voice when I'm recording the podcast. Like, I have a podcast voice that comes on when I start recording. Like, hello, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast. Like, some kind of fake voice or something. A kind of broadcast voice. Um, and it's kind of true at the beginning of episodes, sometimes I kind of say, hello, everybody, welcome to Luke's English. So it's not entirely natural. It's a kind of opening beginning of the podcast kind of voice and we we agree that it's quite normal as a way of catching the attention of the audience from the beginning or pulling people in as Paul says um, just a couple of other things that will help you to understand the beginning of the conversation um, Paul starts Paul starts whispering subliminal messages into his microphone you know he's whis whispering subliminal messages like this you might hear Paul whispering things into the microphone and this is just this is because 
um, just the other day, a few days before recording, he was on a film shoot. A film shoot, that's where they are filming something. I think he was filming uh, a video um, or a comedy video or something. So he was on a film shoot and he was he was doing this to the sound man. The sound man, that's the guy with the headphones who's in charge of recording the sound on the video, right? So the sound man's the only guy who could hear it. Paul whispering. So he whispered into the microphone and only the sound man could hear him just for fun. So he was messing with the sound man's mind going, oh yeah, I know where you live and stuff like that. Okay. All right. So that explains that. Um, You will also hear that I make a a really lame joke about something Amber says about it being a grey day. So I say, Amber, you're sitting on the, we're indoors and Amber, we're indoors, you're sitting on the sofa and Amber says, yeah, it's a grey day. And I thought she said grade A, you know, like different kinds of grade, grade A, grade B, referring to the sofa. I thought she was making a comment about my sofa. Yeah, it's a grade A sofa Um, because, you know, a grade A sofa would be a top quality sofa. In fact, she was just saying it's a grey day, like the day the weather outside was grey. That's why we're inside. Okay, um, so, it, you know, I don't have a grade A sofa. My sofa's not that good. It's more like a grade B or grade C sofa. Uh, anyway, I'm just saying these things so that you understand what the hell is going on when you listen to the beginning of our conversation. It's going to start soon, I promise, okay? Um, just a couple of other things. Then we make a few references to things that you won't know about, uh, okay? Like, there's a couple of references to things that we'd already mentioned earlier in the conversation before I started recording. Like, a couple of references to my stand-up routine and a joke I made earlier about Philips light bulbs. You know the technology company Philips? They make things like headphones and light bulbs and stuff, okay? Light bulbs that you, you know, you know what a light bulb is, don't you? you if you, if you want to if you want to illuminate your house, you need to screw in a light bulb and then turn on the light. And bing, the light bulb comes on. So Philips, they make light bulbs. Um, and so uh, basically, watch out for that. Um, we, I make a little joke about Philips. Um, and you can hear that we found it hilarious. You, on the other hand, might just be confused by it. But just let me know, all right, in the comments section. Just watch out for the fairly crap joke about Philips, um, which I retell um, in a moment. Uh, then, then at that point, after we laugh a lot, I realise that we're having too much fun on the podcast and that could be annoying for you, the listeners, um, because it's like my favourite film critic, Mark Kermode, says. He says this thing about comedy, all right? He says that uh, comedy is hard work right? And if people say that they had fun making a comedy, then you'll know it's not funny. So he's talking about comedy movies. When you know that the cast of the comedy moody, moody? movie had a lot of fun um, during, the mo- during the making of the movie, then you'll probably know that the movie's not going to be that good. Does that make sense? Here's a quote from Mark Kermode, the film critic. He's talking about the film Mordecai, which is a kind of terrible comedy starring Johnny Depp that came out in 2015. This horrible, unfunny comedy with Johnny Depp. He's got a moustache on in the film. Anyway, it's not funny, and Mark Kermode said this about it. He said, It looks like they had a lot of fun making it, which is always a recipe for disaster when it comes to comedy, because most really funny comedies are not fun to make. Um, So that was Mark Kermode talking about Mordecai. Um, 
um, from this year. So I hope that that is not the case for this episode. Although we had fun, I hope it's still fun to listen to. Um, So after that Mark Kermode reference, we settle down a bit. The conversation continues. Uh, We talk a bit about lying and then we start playing the game. Okay, so now I'm going to stop explaining everything before it's happened. And I'm just going to let you listen to the episode. Okay, so here we go. Do, do you think that I really uh, changed the way I speak? Just a little bit there for like one second, yeah. Okay. But maybe, I think we all do. Maybe at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast. It's for more information, much. click teacherluke.co.uk. Yeah. Um, so maybe my voice changes a little bit, but I try not to let that happen. Try and keep myself normal, if possible. But I think, I think may- it's just at the beginning when you're, when you're like excited to like pull people in and be like, hello, hi. I do the same thing. Yeah. Hello, hi. That's the way you do yeah. it. Hi everyone! Oh god, that's that hurt my ears. <laughs> Sorry, was that loud? Uh, yeah, I've got headphones on, so I'm monitoring all of this. So if you want to destroy my brain, you just need to scream. Don't do it. Yeah, um, you're going to say something, weren't you? No, Amber? no, I'm not, I wasn't saying. You're anything. just breathing. I was just breathing <gasps> like that. Why are you whispering? Paul's, whis- <laughs> Paul's whispering subliminal messages on the podcast. I was doing that on a shoot the other day with the sound. You know, the sound man's got his all his, 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 his stuff shoot. going on. Yeah, and I had a lapel mic on and. Uh, I was there was a scene where I was outside the flat, and the scene is me walking into the flat and going, "Hey man, how's it going?" to this to my friend. And every time I walked out the, out the door, I'd just be like, "Oh, sex, yeah!" Like whispering <laughs> into my into my thing. And the sound man, as I walk through the door, is like dying of laughter. So the sound sound man's got the headphones on. Yeah, he could it? hear everything that I was saying. I was he, but he was the only one who could hear what what was going on. You were filming a filming a shoot of some kind, and so yeah, you were whispering into the microphone. And only the sound man was like, what, what are those yeah, voices? I just like playing, just playing with the sound guy. It's been I'm like, going to find you. I know where you live. <laughs> or just in between takes, it'd be like, I love you. Right. I lo- yeah, I love you. I want to have your baby. What? Who said that? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so um, Amber and Paul, you might have worked out, ladies and gentlemen, that Amber and Paul are actually... Oh, is this actually... Are we rolling? Yeah, we're now rolling. Oh, good. We're recording now. Um, so Amber and Paul are here in my flat... Um, Amber is sitting on the sofa. Mm-hmm. This is obviously important con- contextual information. Amber is sitting cross-legged on the sofa. It's because it's a grey day. Is it cross-legged or it's cross-legged? It's a grey A or like grey A. It's a grey day. Oh, I thought you said it was a You know, gr- we're not outside. We often like to locate. And we have been outside, but mm. we're inside. Right. So that's why gray. we're inside, because it's a grey day. I thought you said, I thought you were going to say it was a really good sofa. Like, it's a grey day sofa. It is a nice sofa. It's a very comfy <laughs> sofa. <laughs> A grade A sofa, yeah, only the best in my apartment. I would never choose a grade B sofa, Mm-mm. only a grade A sofa. Did you get that, everybody? What about uh, A2? A2? What do you mean? I don't know. I was, t- <laughs> <laughs> I was going off of your joke about the language. A2, B2, whatever. No, grade A. Grade A and grade A. And then yeah. it's, it's not A2, it's going to be grade B, isn't it? Yeah, but I was just going, you know, when you're like, oh, B, B2. The levels oh. of English. I was, I was, I was calling back to a joke of yours that they haven't heard on the, the podcast. None of my probably. listeners know about. <laughs> so it doesn't matter anyway. That's, All right. Uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. Okay. That's uh, what? Uh, uh, anaphoric reference. There you go. I thought I'd just save the day by slipping in a linguistics term just to remind everyone that this is uh, a podcast for learners of English. So mm. anaphoric reference is when, in a, usually in a text or something, when it refers back to something that's previously been been stated, okay. right? Anaphoric reference. Anaphoric. In this case, you were doing anaphoric reference, but you were referring back to something that hadn't actually happened. So I don't know what that's called. It's not anaphoric reference. It's just called 
Well, it would just be called like a, a Elizabeth Forrick, you know, Anna, Anna yeah. Forrick, okay. Elizabeth. It's meaningless. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I think Paul is tricky today. I think we're going to have to rein him in. Anna Forrick, mm. come on. You had the worst player words earlier on. It's like, oh, it's Phillips. It's again referring to something they've got no idea. <laughs> I'm so okay, sorry. Seriously, seriously, I'm guys. So sorry. Seriously, we can't, can't keep making jokes that my listeners don't understand okay. and referring to things that they haven't heard already. <laughs> all right. Paul is referring to the fact that what you said, you've got a uh, Philips okay. light bulb. Earlier on, I said, I've got some Philips light bulbs in my house. And I said, uh, why are they in your house? Uh, and then I waited for Paul and Amber to get the joke. And then I had to say, why are they in your house when they're Philips? <laughs> Surely they should be in Philip's house. Um, it's now just disappointing, you know. <laughs> that, that was, you are wearing Philip's headphones, it, though. Yeah, I am <laughs> wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Philip must be so annoyed. It's like I bought some headphones. I bought some. Head- <laughs> Where's all my stuff? I bought headphones. I bought light bulbs. <laughs> fridge. So, and everyone else has got. Yeah, do you like my new headphones? Yeah, they're Philips. Philip's mu- Philip must be so angry. Uh, I've got his kettle at home. Yeah. Oh, poor oh, Philip. Poor wow. He just buys stuff and immediately they disappear because people yeah. steal them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, goodness me. Uh, yeah. Are there any other companies like that? It's only Philip, isn't it? That, well, that, Dyson, uh, but Dyson mm. is his last name. No, it's not Dyson's. It's just Dyson. He was clever uh, when he created his company, yeah. Dyson. Well, there's no called... apostrophe S, though, to be fair. It's not nominative. That's not even a word, oh, is so it? The, so That's the, true. The, <laughs> so the joke breaks English. down because of a lack of, a, of an apostrophe. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has been five minutes. Five minutes? <laughs> Don't have too much fun on the podcast. There's a rule There's a rule of this sort of thing. Do you know yeah, about it's this? The, the, you can't What's be having more fun yeah. than the people are. You can't have more fun making a thing than the people who are watching that thing. It's like mm. in movies. If You know when you watch a... a Mark Kermode says this all the time. I don't know if you listen to his podcast. Is that the, the, the film f- reviews? Film reviews. Yeah. He says that uh, in a comedy, if it looks like the people have made, uh, who, making, who are making the comedy have had more fun making it than... Wait a minute, I'll start that again. This is why Mark Kermode says this and not me, <laughs> because he's actually able to do it. I, so I it, You understand sure the idea. If, if it looks like they've had more fun making the film, then it's probably not going to be that fun to watch. So I that's true for this. Is it, but it's the same with, with no, it's the same with films. It's the same with with anything. It's like in the theatre, if you want to make people cry, you mustn't saturate the stage or the scene by crying too much yourself. Like lots of people think, oh, you know, they're a great actor if they can cry and do things. But if they're crying too much, it doesn't leave room for the audience to cry. It's like you've got to leave room for them to cry, leave them room for them to laugh. Because the audience think I could cry, but they're they're, doing they're, it for they're me. already doing it. It's doing it for me. There's enough crying in the room already. Exactly. I'll just let them carry on. So again, no laughter, okay? No fun. So you're no, telling us off. I, I'm saying no jokes. This is a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is an expression that uh, we dealt with previously on the podcast, so, you? so you don't know about that one. Anyway. No. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. Anabolic. What I'm, what I'm trying to... Ana, anaphoric. <laughs> what I'm trying to... Anabolic? That's steroids. That's steroids. <sighs> okay. I'm scared that we're losing my listeners with every single thing we say. Listen, I think it's fine. You think it's fine? I, I, uh, we'll see. We'll all right. See. Yeah, well, if on. no one listens to this, if I check the stats... And I see that Do, yeah. you know all my epi- uh, yeah. other episodes got you know lots of listens, and this one just hardly any. What happened? Well, the first five minutes were just too confusing. Um, all right, so I'm not going to explain anymore. I'm just going to say that uh, well, I am going to explain <laughs> uh, uh, what's happening in this episode. So Paul and Amber are in the flat with me, and I've brought them here um, to have a cup of tea and a cup of coffee, um, and also to play 
a game. We're going to play a game on this episode, just like we have done before. We did the uh, the vocab battle, uh, the vocabulary game, right? And Who then, won again? Uh, yeah, you, you won, it. Amber. Yeah, oh, well done. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. Then after that, there was the bank robbery game. And Amber, you, you had quite an important role in that. Uh, I feel we were a team in that bank robbery. Okay. Yeah, with you, we were at the, uh, you, you at the head of the team. I was bringing together the different pieces. Yeah. Okay. And then now I'm gonna uh, we're gonna play a game which uh, which I call the lying game. Okay. Now this is a, a game that I sometimes play with my students, which involves telling lies. I call it the lying game, and it's an imaginative title uh, <laughs> because the game involves telling lies or telling the truth. Um, and it's just a fun game to practice giving information and forming questions. And I've been using it in class for years. And it's always a pretty popular exercise. This time on the podcast, I thought I'd play the game with some native speakers, Amber and Paul. While you listen, uh, you can focus on noticing these things, all right? You can notice um, bits of language like, you know, question forms, how people describe events in the past. So, you know, that's all your tenses and pronunciation of ed endings, uh, how people describe present habits. So that's all the usual verb forms and adverbs, but also uh, some other bits of uh, uh, lexis that we use when we're talking about present habits. And also uh, the intonation that we use in our voices when we're asking questions in a suspicious uh, or challenging way. Okay. Uh, So with me, I have uh, Paul and Amber, as I've already said. How are you guys anyway? You okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing all right? I'm doing okay. All right. Paul? Mm-hmm. Doing very well. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Now, do you think that you're good liars? Um, I guess you don't want to say We don't want to give too much away, do we? All right. At this early stage, just like a trick well, question. Well, you can maybe ask that question at the end or answer it for yourself. Okay. Uh, and find out if we're good liars or not. All right. Mm. We will see uh, if we're good liars or if we're gullible. Do you know? You, you guys know what gullible means. What does it mean? If someone is gullible? It's not a guy that... Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Gullible's travels. Gullible's travels. Gullible's travels. You, gullible's you mean travels. you mean a guy who travelled to a different land and he Where believed he everything giant. that everyone told him? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, here everyone's small. Oh yeah, right, right, okay, I believe that. No, that's Gulliver's travels, where a man travels to Lilliput. Anyway, that's not. Yeah, gullible just means that uh, that somebody believes everything that you say all the time. Like the the, the classic thing that you say to somebody is. Uh, if you look up gullible in the dictionary, there's a picture of you. Oh, really? Yeah. How do they do that? <laughs> uh, oh, right. Oh, I see. Or the other thing that people <laughs> used to say at school was, uh, oh, did you know, Amber, that uh, they've removed the word gullible from the dictionary? Really? Yeah. <gasps> have a look. It's not there. Yeah. And, then, and then you have a look. It's like, but it is. It, oh. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. So, um, do you ever lie in your in your life? Just a quick question. Do you ever actually tell lies? I think. Um, I think everyone tells lies, don't they? I get really? paid to nowadays tell to tell lies. What? Give me a situation in which it's okay to tell a lie. In it, your opinion, there's loads of situations where it's okay to tell a lie. Yeah. I've, yeah. Can you give me an course. example. Um, just if you walk past a homeless person and he asks you for change, and you have some, but you're not feeling very. Yeah. Generous. You know, you, you've already given some to the guy that you saw before, and you go, "Sorry, I don't have any change," which is, yeah, uh, they call them white lies, I guess. Yeah, which are lies that aren't important. Yeah, uh, as yeah. opposed to important lies, which are black lies. Which would be like, you know, did you kill that man? No, 
That's a, that's a bigger lie. <laughs> <laughs> if you did it, of course. Or, you know, uh, uh, did you invade Iraq uh, with the pretext of uh, stealing, <laughs> stealing oil <laughs> from the Middle East? Or did you do it in order to try and prevent uh, the spread of terrorism? Oh, I did it for, te- for the terrorism. Yeah, sure. Of course you did, Tony. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> okay. Um, so, are you ready to play the game? That was just like a little discussion about lying. Obviously, lying is wrong, isn't it, everybody? Yeah, but sometimes... But lying isn't wrong. We say no? lying's wrong, but lying isn't wrong. Lying is fundamental to how we live and communicate and interact with other people. I mm. mean, it's... We... Because lying, you know, it's a, it's it's such a blanket term. Like, oh, you mustn't tell lies. Try not telling lies to people mm. about anything. You know, all the time you just want to be truthful. Yeah, it's not going to work out very well for you. Like, there's lots of sort of social lies, and even lies perhaps we we tell ourselves to get along. Lying is very nuanced. Mm. There's a film by Ricky Gervais, oh. which is called The Invention of Lying. Yeah, mm-hmm. have you seen that film? I have done, it's, yeah. It's Louis C.K.'s in it as well. Louis really? C.K.'s yeah. in it, yeah. It's not a bad film. And basically, the premise is uh, uh, every, Ricky Gervais lives in a world where no one can lie. Like, no mm-hmm. one realises it's possible to lie. So mm-hmm. everyone's just really truthful to each other. So you go on a date, and they, they're like, I don't like you, uh, I, I'd, I'd like to go home. Oh, okay, then I don't like you either. You know, that sort of thing. And there's none of the pol- polite social sort of mm. bending of the truth that we mm. need. And so everyone's very brutal with each other. And then one day he realises that you can lie. And it's, he's like, his mother is, is dying. It's a very touching scene. Mm. And he says to her, no, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. You know, I'm sure you're going to go to heaven. And he doesn't believe it, you see. He doesn't believe mm. in that. But he tells her anyway to make her feel better. And she believes him. And she's, for that moment, she's happy. And she passes away feeling all right. You know, and he realises, oh my God, uh, I can lie. Mm. And then he starts going around. It's like, you know, that moment in a Hollywood movie where someone realizes they've got powers and he runs around, he's lying about everything. And uh, it, all of the, you know, uh, all of the difficulties and complexities of lying are sort of dealt with in the film. It's, for, it's quite good. Yeah. Um, so I, was, I thought you were going to say the other film with Jim Carrey, uh-huh. uh, Liar Liar. Oh, yeah. Which is where he is unable to, his, his little kid, uh, he's always he's a bad dad. He never sees his son properly. Have mm-hmm. you seen the film? No, I've not seen it. Uh, so yeah, he, he's he's a bad dad. He's split up with his wife <clears throat> and his kid. He doesn't see him that often, and he's always telling his kid, "Yeah, I'll come and see you." And he never does. Mm-hmm. And his kid for his birthday he forgets his birthday, and the kid wishes that his dad will stop telling lies. And it comes true. And for like the most of the film, Jim Carrey can't lie, uh, and it's it's a similar sort of hilarity ensues type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, and it's funny with Jim Carrey because he just sort of like you know does all these ridiculous things when he's trying to lie. Um, Okay, so yeah, sometimes it's necessary to lie. I mean, I just think we lie all the time, but it's just, you know, we don't make up whole whole fantasies. (laughs) (laughs) In this game, I'm going to ask you to make up a load of lies or not. Maybe you can tell the truth. Let me just uh, go through the rules of the game just so that everyone knows what's going to happen, all right? Um, And it goes like this. So it's in in several stages. Number one, uh, first part, um, for example, Amber, if you go first, Amber, you have to tell us something. Uh, It could be something that happened in the past, um, a habit that you have, uh, someone you've met, or just anything about you that we don't already know, okay? Um, Try to make it interesting, partly ridiculous, partly believable, Okay, so you tell us your little thing. And then um, Paul and I will interrogate you about it. 
Okay, we'll ask you lots of questions uh, to investigate your statement. Uh, At that point, you can expand on the statement by giving answers and stuff. Uh, And this is the hilarious bit where we're not sure if you're lying or not. (laughs) Ha ha ha. It's very funny and interesting. And everyone listening can guess, is she lying? Is she telling the truth? Uh, I wonder. So we kind of have to, you know, investigate the the story and try and find out what's, what's going on. And then when we've run out of questions, we will say if we think you're lying or telling telling the truth, justifying why we think so. And then, in the fourth part, you have to just reveal if you were lying or not. It'll be dramatic and entertaining, hopefully. Um, Fifth bit, points. For everyone who guesses wrong, Amber, you get two points. Mm -hmm. Every person who guesses correctly gets one point. For example, if Amber lies and I say, uh, I think it's true and I'm wrong, you steal two points. You get two points for that. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. If you say, if she tells a lie and you say, yeah, it's a lie, you get one point. Okay, so you get one point for a correct answer and the other person gets two points if it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So if you're playing, you can get two points by convincing someone either so you're you lying. you get a max of four points yeah. per round. Yeah, and also... The, the other players can get a maximum of one point uh, when it's not their go. Oh, I okay. see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so everyone has a go. And at the end, we count the scores to see not only who is the best liar, but also who is the most gullible or even untrusting person. If you're gullible, you won't score much. If you're too trusting, you won't score much either. That's kind of the same thing as being gullible, I think, actually. Um, if you're a bad liar, you won't score much. If you don't appear to be trustworthy then you won't score well either. I'm not sure what the values... I'm not sure what, what values I'm promoting here the in this episode. The thing is, if you win, you kind of still lose. Really? Well, it's like, oh, you won, you tell lies. Or you're you, good I at don't it, know. Yeah. It's sort of so, I mean, if you win the game, you're, you're evil. But it's not also... Kind it, of. You can also win by telling the truth, but... Making it seem, making like, it seem like you're telling a lie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's just a mind game. Okay. It's just a fun game where we're just trying to mess with each other's minds. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So um, who's going to go first? Any? any, You. Me? You want me to go first? Yeah. I I think think you should go first. first. I'll go first. You go first. I'll go first. Okay. All right then. So here's here's my uh, statement. So I once met uh, Dave Grohl, Mm -hmm. the the drummer drummer from Nirvana and the the lead singer of the Foo Fighters. Mm -hmm. I met Dave Grohl. I forgot that he was in Nirvana. Yeah. I was just going to say the lead singer of Foo Fighters, and I was like, you're you're not younger than us. Drummer from Nirvana. So I met (laughs) Dave Grohl um, at a Buddhist temple uh, on a hillside in Japan. Right. Okay. So it was like a, an ancient Buddhist temple with a huge bronze statue of Buddha there. And there was hardly anybody there. And I was there and I bumped into Dave Grohl and uh, had a bit of a chat, made friends with him. Mm. So me and Dave now, are, well, friends, let's say. Yeah. Okay. So I met Dave Grohl okay. at a Japanese okay. Buddhist temple. Why, when, why were you in Japan? It's uh, a long story. I mean, you were there working, were you? I, Yeah, I lived there at the time. Okay. I, I was living there. And um, why had you decided to go to that particular temple? Um, it was my day off. Uh, I was on my own. Uh, it was my day off and I, and I thought, I'm going to go and see that big bronze Buddha. And who knows, I might meet a, a famous grunge musician in the process. No, I didn't think that. But I thought, I'm going to go and just, I've got the day off. And this Buddha was like sort of half an hour from where I lived. How did you get to the Buddha? Uh, there are several methods of transport that I used. Mm-hmm. One of them was to take the uh, Tokaido line, 
uh, to uh, Orfner Station. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I took the... Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did live in Japan. He did, we yeah, yeah. Do know. I, so he I, might know all no this information. Okay. Well, it's just, he might have all this information okay. about Japan. So, okay, let's get to the chase. Uh, Dave, Dave Grohl, what was he wearing? <sighs> I think he was just wearing a T-shirt, jeans. I don't really remember, but I think he was just in a, a T-shirt, pair of jeans, uh, shoes of some sort I don't really remember I didn't really clock all the the clothes I was more just uh, impressed to see this rock star whose music I'd listened to for so long you know you know throughout my life I I just was more 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 sort of bowled over by the fact that it was him there uh, then I, so I wasn't like, oh my god, it's Dave Grohl, and look, he's wearing a black t-shirt. And, okay, all right, uh, you are a man. When you say you met <coughs> Dave Grohl, what? To talk me through that. What exactly happened? Yeah. So I paint a visual picture for us. Okay, I'd been um, at the temple checking out the bronze Buddha. It was cool, right? I thought, right, I've had a look at that. I'm going to go home. So I turned round, you know the way you do, mm-hmm. and um, and I was leaving the temple, and as I was leaving. Uh, I noticed a group of four or five Westerners coming into the temple, all right? Wednesday afternoon, not many people around, just these four or five Westerners. And in Japan, when you see other non-Japanese people or Americans or Westerners or whatever, you normally sort of have a look and say, oh, look, some more Westerners. And there's almost that sense that you kind of look at each other and go, all right? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, and uh, so I did this, and I sort of looked at them, and I and I made eye contact with Dave Grohl, and we both looked at each other, and it was that sort of like, oh, you're not Japanese, neither am I. All right. So this was he was he wasn't on his own, and he was with no, a, he was with a, a few other people. Okay. Yeah. So when you say Wednesday afternoon, yeah, uh, what was your work schedule? Because <sighs> um, that uh, day off on Wednesday seems a bit well. I, I was working weird for a working for a school that was open on Saturdays and Sundays. And so they used to give us days off during the week. School's open on Sunday? Yeah. Mm. Saturdays and Sundays, the school, because it was a, a language school. So they had to, you know, bring in adults. Oh, it was in adults their, in okay. their free Teaching time. For adults. Okay. So, yeah, the school was open Saturday, Sunday. So I used to have days off during the week, okay. like this particular day on a Wednesday. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, cl- I made eye contact with Dave Grohl. And I was like, oh, yeah, just a, a man, an English man, uh, like a Western looking man. And I kept walking. And I was like, he seemed familiar. And then I, after a few steps, I was like, wait a minute, that was Dave Grohl from Nirvana and latterly the Foo Fighters. And so I, I turned around and Did you speak him. to each other? Yeah. What did you say? I said, excuse me, uh, excuse me, Mr. Grohl. I didn't actually say Mr. Grohl. I said, excuse me, uh, can I take a photo? And, and he was like, yeah, sure. What camera did you have? I had like a little uh, camera phone. It's like Did a you? camera phone. Yep. What year was this? 2003. 2003 and you had a camera phone? It was a Japanese one. It's a J-phone. Really? Yeah. It was Tell one me of more the, about this J-phone. The first ever camera phone that I'd ever had. Paul is looking very, <laughs> very sceptical at this point. He's, no, <laughs> that's fine. No, camera, camera like in, phones existed in, in, then. Ja- in Japan, they were a bit more advanced. But tell yeah. me about this J-phone. So you, so okay. you had a mobile phone yes. with a camera. Yeah, that's right. And it was a it was a J phone, and it was like um, one of those ones where you flip it open, you know, you flip it mm-hmm. open like that. So like they all were, and it flipped it open. It had a little camera on the back, and it would take these low resolution little pictures. So did you take a picture with him? Yes. Did you ask? Did you? You couldn't. It was difficult to do a selfie, right? Couldn't so have done a selfie. I didn't do a selfie. I wasn't in the picture. Oh, you just took a picture of him. I just took a picture of him, and he smiled, and he sort of raised his fist, sort of thing, to the camera. Okay. 
And it was him and a couple of other people, like the drummer from the Foo Fighters was there too, okay. Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, and some girl who I imagine is like Dave Grohl's girlfriend or something. And did you take it, like, was it anything particular in the background? Was the Buddha in the background? The gift shop was in the background. The so I actually, I actually followed them into the gift shop. And then I said, excuse me, can I take a picture? And then we had a little chat and I took a picture. Okay. Did you, what's your favourite Foo Fighters song? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, maybe Everlong. Yeah. And you play the drums. That's right. And did you admire Dave Grohl more as a drummer or a singer? As a, as a drummer, definitely. Why do you think that he left Nirvana? I mean, not why did he leave Nirvana, but do you think he was always frustrated in Nirvana and wanted to be a singer? I think that he left Nirvana in order to go to Japan and visit the Buddhist temple because mm-hmm. he knew that I would be there. <laughs> no, I'd, um, uh, no he, he, I don't think he ever left Nirvana. It's because Kurt Cobain you know, yeah, killed I mean, himself. My, no, uh, my question was more, did you think that he was always a frustrated singer? Like, Why didn't he just start a new band and be the drummer? Um, he may have been a frustrated singer-songwriter during his career in Nirvana, and maybe there were tensions within the group. I expect there were some tensions. You didn't the ask group. him this when you met him. No, well, no. Like, hello, <laughs> Dave. It was amazing to see you here. Now, why did you leave? <laughs> why didn't you leave Nirvana earlier? <laughs> you should. No, you can't just jump into a conversation like that, can you? Who did you tell? Who was the first person you told about Dave Grohl when you got back to you know wherever it was? It was. I, I went to eat a pizza in a local a pizza? pizza place. Yeah, in Japan. Yep, yep. They have pizza in Japan as well. <laughs> it's not all just chopsticks and dead fish, you know. Um, so I went and had a pizza, and while I was eating my pizza, I was obviously like star starstruck and blown away. The first person I texted was an Australian friend of mine who lived in the same building as me, who was also a Foo Fighters fan. Okay. He lived in the same building as you in Tokyo? Yes, in, yeah, in Yokohama. Okay. Do you think we've got enough information, Paul? Do you want to uh, call I don't know. I don't know if, I, if getting any more information is going to help me make a decision here. I feel like I've made my decision. Yeah. Mm. So you feel like you've made your decision, but Paul is still sort of on the fence a little bit, I, th- I, I feel. He's not sure if it's true or not. <laughs> um, so are you ready, Amber, to, to give us your, your decision? Well, we can keep on talking. I no, mean, I, I've got nothing else to ask. Okay. So, okay then, Amber, what do you I, think? I believe you. You think it's you think it's true. Think it's what true. makes you say that? Um, because you are you like the. I mean, part the reason I thought it might not be true is because mm. you do like you do play the drums, and I yeah. thought maybe you'd just choose someone that you know, which right. is then the Foo Fighter person. Okay. But I mean, if I saw Dave Grohl, I wouldn't recognise him. Really. Probably not. You'd think he was Tom Morton. You go, oh, <laughs> look, Tom Morton's coming. Probably. That's I might think he's Tom Tom Morton. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Morton is a friend of ours who looks like Dave Grohl. Okay. <laughs> carry I mean, on. Part carry of on. me, okay, we, I'm, we need to talk it through. That's what I'm saying. Like, part of me, I believe you because of these things. You know, so if you saw him, it would be an exciting event for you. And uh, you do have lots of, sort of nice details about the telephone. The reason I don't believe you. So you, you believe it's true, but I you're not completely true. convinced. I'm not completely convinced. The reason I don't believe you is because you were talking about Dave Grohl the other day. Now, that might be because uh, you were thinking about Dave Grohl because you knew this story was coming up. Mm. Or you thought about Dave Grohl and then you were like, oh, that would be a good story. Or maybe now Dave Grohl has a sort of a permanent place in my mind because <laughs> I've, I've met the guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it being true. Okay. Even though I have my doubts. Okay. So you're about 75% convinced, let's yeah. say. Okay. Paul? I think... Play it safe. Go the other way. N- well, I'm going to go the other way because it's part of the game. But it's too convenient for it to be. I think 
it's true, but not. It's not Dave Grohl. I think it's somebody else. I think he's changed ah, the, the celebrity. Changed his. Oh, you think I've just changed the celebrity? Like, is that simple? Maybe. Okay. The, the, the thing. The thing that's a little bit sketchy is, um, I know he's very good at improvising, Luke. Mm. That's what a lot of he does. <laughs> what so? Mm. I, 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 the, he answered a lot of the questions very, very well. He did. The the the, the particular way in which he got to the Buddhist temple. Uh, could have just been rubbish because we can't verify that whatever line goes to whatever station. So I think uh, like that he could have been just telling us his way to work um, every day. In, we don't know anything about well, this Buddhist what? temple. Ironically, the Buddhist temple was on the way to work. So I would go from Tsujido to Ofuna, change oh, trains to Kamakura, and then take another little train yeah. to get to the Buddhist temple. So it was actually on my way because I would... Anyway, mm. yeah, it was on the way. Um, but anyway, go on, sorry. So, so you're going to say no, Paul? There's, there was there was one detail. There was one thing where you, you uh, and I can't remember what it is now. I'll have to re-listen to it back. But there's a bit where you said something, and I thought, hmm, that mm. doesn't sound right. Like it sounds like it was either too quick to respond, or so I'm going to say it's a lie. Okay. Okay. All right then. Well, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll. <laughs> a Dave Grohl drum roll. <laughs> a Dave Grohl drum roll. <laughs> it is true. Ah, yeah. absolutely true. And I've got the photo somewhere. <laughs> I can show you the photo. <laughs> yes, I'd the like proof, to see the, the photo. evidence. You really okay? All right, uh, hold on. I'm going to just uh, pause the podcast so I can find the photo. Hold on a second. So look, I've got the picture. There it is. You should put that up. I should put that on the on the page. Yeah, uh, very small though. Yeah, it's a tiny picture because it, it was taken on a camera res. phone from 2002. Very primitive Japanese Pow. camera phone, but there's the evidence. Mm. I'm going to just download it off Facebook and put it on the page for this episode. <sighs> okay, then. All right. So um, the scores then at this point. Uh, let me just um, Paul zero points. So I got two. Amber one point uh-huh. in the lead so far. Luke, Luke with two points. All right then. There we go. Nice. So because you got it wrong, Paul, I get two points. Uh, because Amber got it right, she gets one point. Uh, and Paul, you didn't get any points. So that's where we stand so far. Uh, All right. Uh, okay. As usual, this is going to be a bash Paul podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like every time the three of us get together, it's like, oh, Paul, how stupid you are and how bad your English is. You're just trying to come up with different games to make me the loser. <laughs> it's just humiliatepaul.com. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Humiliate Pool podcast. <laughs> Under the guise of Luke's English podcast. <laughs> Here at HPP, we uh, we like to make Paul look as stupid as possible. Um, <laughs> don't forget to enter, join the mailing list. Just go to humiliatepool.com, humiliatepoolpodcast.com. Um, okay, all right. Who's going to go next then? Um, don't mind. Uh, I feel losers should go first. Okay, then. Okay. As right. As a lot of kids' games, you know, if you lose, go you, you, you go first. Okay, Paul, come on. We're listening. <clears throat> What's your thing? Go. All right, my statement yeah. is that I once spent Valentine's Day with Elijah Wood mm-hmm. and John Hurt. <laughs> John, who's John Hurt? Okay, let's just he's, clarify who these people are. So Elijah Wood, uh, you know Elijah Wood? I he, do indeed. He played... Um, the dwarf. The, uh, he was in... Not a dwarf, he was a hobbit. hobbit. He was in Lord of the Rings. They're not, t- they're not tall. Sorry, the dwarf... The Hobbit. What was his name? Bilbo. No. Frodo. No, Frodo. Frodo. Of course it was. What so, an right. idiot. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood and John Hurt, who um, I know is a famous English actor. Yeah. But I don't know what. Let's see. The, maybe the most famous thing that John Hurt has done is that in the Alien movie, the f- original Alien movie, he's the guy who gets the face hugger on his face and he's mm-hmm. the guy who, who gets the alien coming out of his chest mm-hmm. in Alien. 
All right. Also, he's in Indiana Jones 4, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You just a, have this information at your fingertips. I have yeah. just total nonsense. He's a, he's to a my, famous... He's a famous British actor. Yeah. John no, I'm Hurt. just not good at names. I know who you mean. Okay, okay. right. Um, well, tell us about it. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, Valentine's Day. Valentine's with Day. With Elijah Wood and John Hurt. What, just the three of you? Was it? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, they, they invited me over because they were lonely and uh, they needed company. No, it wasn't just the three of us. No, there, was, uh, there were many other people involved. Was it just like in an airport? I mean, did you just see them or were you actually with them? No, I was, I was more with Elijah Wood than I was with John Hurt. John Hurt was were. a little bit further away. Yeah, I bet away. you were. How much more with Elijah Wood were you? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, I was, it was Valentine's Day. I was... About as far away as me and Amber are right now. So close. With, with uh, Elijah Wood. Okay. Um, close, but not so close that uh, it would be embarrassing. No. It, well, I mean, it, it just happened to be on, a, on Valentine's Day. Uh, it, what, there was nothing related to Valentine's Day. Where were but, you? Uh, what country? I was in, uh, in, in London. Don't think about it too much. You were in London? No, that's Lo- right. I was in London. You okay. were in London. Where in London? Uh I can't remember the name of the school, but we were in a school north of London at the end oh, of the Metropolitan Line. In a school? Uh, the it's me- Metropolitan Line? Yeah, the, en- the very end of the Metropolitan Harrow. Line. Harrow. There we go. Thank you very much. Harrow? You, you were, were in Harrow? I was in Harrow School in one of the lecture halls. Which? So wait a minute. Hold on. Point, hold on. Point of interest for podcast listeners, Harrow. Now, Amber, what's, just tell us a little bit about Harrow School, if you would, please. Harrow is a sort of very famous uh, public school. By public, I mean paying school yeah. very posh very uh, it's not eaton but it's not far off it's an, e- it's yeah. eaton's like where the royal family send their children and all the sort of mm. uh, prime ministers of the uk they kind of all went to eaton and then they go on to oxford and cambridge harrow is one of these sort of training grounds for the future rulers of british oh, society right, extremely extremely posh extremely very expensive extremely expensive very exclusive top uh, you know high class uh, school. So you, what were you doing Describe in Harrow? Describe Harrow to me because I actually live near okay. Harrow. Oh. Uh, Describe it. Yeah, the school. Uh, the school. Uh, I don't remember it. It was quite a long time Do ago. It felt, like, it felt like How Harry long Potter. Ago? It felt like Hogwarts a bit like... Um, just imagine if you can picture like a Hogwarts type school, very old English school, lots of like trees and ivy and bush and greenery around. That does sound like Harrow. With lots of fields. Yeah. What, um, what year was this? 2006 or 2007. 2006. I was trying to remember it earlier on and I can't remember if it was six or seven. What, what, and why were you there? Why were you all there? Uh, I was an extra in a film that they were both in. Okay, it's my turn. Okay. Go for it. Which film? Uh, the Oxford Murders. Never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> the Oxford Murders. Correct. Is that the, the general sort of English title? That, that is the, t- the, the Oxford Murders, yeah. Okay, and so just tell us a little bit about the film. Why don't we know about it? This is a big film. It's got Elijah Wood in it. Yeah, it, it, it just never made it. <laughs> they never made it? They did, but it never, it never was really that great of a film. Was I, it? I, I, I'll be honest, I only watched it for the first time about a year and a half ago. What did the critics say? They were like, the film was great, very well directed, but that extra in the background with the glasses, he looked like no Harry good. Potter. Paul, Paul Taylor is his name, ruined the whole film <laughs> for me. I, he did, because I was actually in the film. I got screen time. Right. Uh, I, was, I was there. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know why it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't really make it into mainstream. I don't know. Okay. And it wasn't a small... I mean, it's Elijah Wood and John Hurt. Yeah. They're, they're very good. How did you get this gig as an extra in this film? Um, 
it was because the director, and I can't remember his name, it's not Alfonso Guaron, but he's a Spanish... Guillermo del Toro? No. I feel like he's an actor. No, Guillermo del Toro is a director. You're talking about uh, Alfon- Benicio del Toro. Yeah, Alfonso... I, I, I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, he has done a couple of other things. Anyway, he's Spanish. He knew the person at my university. He knew someone at my university as I was studying Spanish. Right. And I got an email through at the university inbox mm-hmm. saying, uh, there's a film happening. We need extras. You'll get paid £10, I think it was. Okay. Uh, £10? Yeah. Extras get paid quite well. Not this one. Um, okay. Now, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Did, were you in a relationship at the time? I was, yes. And uh, didn't you have something planned? Uh, I imagine you'd already planned like a candlelit dinner, just the two of you. Well, we were students, so no. But we... What, wh- you, can't, you can't afford candles? <laughs> no. Can't afford dinner. Just We were just having a candlelit. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> just <laughs> candlelit. Uh, just, just candle we couldn't afford water. electricity, and right. so we, we had candles anyway. Candle- we had candle every day. Okay. Um, no, what happened was... There was a bunch of us that got selected from this group. Uh, Not selected, but a bunch of people from the university got the email. And a bunch of us replied. Right. right? My uh, girlfriend at the time studied French with me. She didn't study Spanish. So I showed her the email. And she was like, oh, yeah, that would be cool. So me, her, and two of my good friends who are also in the Spanish group, we went on the 13th. On the 13th of February, Mm. we went for a day's filming uh, at at Harrow School. Yeah. Um, And when we were there... Basically, somehow the way we were in the, one of the lecture theatres, the Oxford Murders is about murders uh, in Oxford. No but the, the first scene, the opening scene of the film is they're in a in a theatre okay. that's supposed to be in Oxford University where John Hurt is the teacher uh-huh. and he's saying stuff. And Elijah Wood goes, yeah, whatever. He interrupts the class. I'm not surprised the film didn't do very well. Yeah. Sounds a bit rare. Hold on. Did you need to speak Spanish? Why did they need Spanish people? They didn't need Spanish people. So it why, was just, what was they the tenuous cheap... link? Because the director was Spanish. And, yeah, but, and, I mean, and they... so he had a Spanish... Like, some of the, some, of the, some of the staff would have been Spanish. And no, they're no, like, no, we no, need no, people. No, no, no. And this... Paul's got Spanish connections. No, 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 no. Where did you go to university? Uh, Queen Mary, University of London. So you were in London? Yes. At least. All right, okay. But the, the, I, I can kind of see the Spanish connection, but it's a bit, I mean, like one, there's loads of agencies in London which deal with extras and they do get paid an awful lot better than Maybe, £10. Yeah. Pounds. There they are, need, I mean, they, need they cheap might extras, I guess. have asked for student, what did you wear? Student stuff. Um, Wh- which was? I wore, uh, what did I wear? Uh, I think I was wearing a striped jumper with a polo underneath. Wait a minute. A striped jumper with a polo underneath. Yeah. What, a polo mint? Just one, <laughs> just one polo somewhere under the jumper. Yeah. Did you have makeup? Polo shirt. Uh, no, know? I didn't. So I didn't get to... So uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Went for the 13th. We all got put in in the, the theatre. And I was... Ju- just luck of the draw, I got sat next to Elijah Wood. Right. On the 13th. My girlfriend was like way down... Miles away, yeah. Uh, from where from where I was, did they think you were Daniel Radcliffe? They're like, put the two probably yeah. put the two fantasy movie stars together. Oh, it's not Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Never mind, he yeah, can stay there. Exactly. And so, because the filming was over, then they brought back because the, the first day where there was like the 150 students, they did um, the wide shots, okay, to include everyone in, and then the second day was just the close-ups, right? 
and they needed to bring a section of the students back that were next to Elijah Wood right. for his close-ups. Okay. So I got invited back the next day and my girlfriend was a little bit pissed off because she didn't get invited because she was miles away. Mm. Right. And it was kind of like, do you mind if I spend Valentine's you- Day with Elijah Wood. Did you have an argument? Was she like, "It's look, you've got to choose. It's either Elijah Wood and John Hurt or me. And no. you were like, well, Elijah Wood and John Hurt. Did then. you speak to Elijah? Uh, yeah, I did actually. And? Uh, it was good. <laughs> I said to him, what did I say to him? That's it? No, I said to him, because one of my favourite films that he's in is called uh, Radio Flyer. Okay. Yeah. Which is a film where he was a kid, he's got a brother, and I don't know if you've uh, either of you've seen it. No, nope. it's a very long, long story short. It's a very touching film, and I just said I I, I, to the end. I wanted to be I wanted to be the one not I didn't want to be the people around him that said, "Oh, we really loved Lord of the Rings. We really loved Lord yeah. of the Rings." I, I I was I wanted to be the cool kid and be like, "I really I really liked Radio Flyer that film." And what okay. did he say in response to that? <laughs> I don't he was like, remember. Radio Flyer that film sucks. <laughs> I don't remember. Luke, Most I... people think of Lord of the Rings. You suck, buddy. No, I bet he didn't. They didn't say that. Um, I feel like we have enough. Do you have any more questions? I just have, I just have one more question. If you okay. could answer, just maybe one or two that you can answer really quickly. Yeah. Um, so what about John Hurt? Did you speak to John Hurt? No, he was too far away. Okay. But so did that mean that you, you ditched your girlfriend and you just hung out with Elijah Wood? Yeah. What do you mean? Did, did, was your girlfriend there? For the second day, no. For, for the, the date. For the date with Elijah Wood. Oh. The Valentine's no, Day No, no, no. Of course she wasn't. No, no, no. What, I, what did she do? She just sat at home. Really? Yeah. And did the relationship survive? Uh, between me and Elijah Wood, yeah. <laughs> and still you and the girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we broke up. Okay. I'm not surprised. What day was this, this filming? These two days of filming? 13th and 14th of February. What day in the week? Oh, I've got no idea. Okay. It wasn't a weekend? I don't think... Uh, because we wouldn't have had school. Yeah. Just one. That's so- a good point, yeah. Maybe it was half term. February? Yeah. 14th and 13th and 14th of February. There is a ski week in France. Maybe they have it in Harrow too. I've got just a final couple of questions. One is, how long have you been with your current girlfriend? Seven years almost. Okay. When did this thing happen? Either 2006 or seven. How many years ago is that? That's eight, eight and nine years. years. Eight. Yeah. Okay, so you had like a little gap of being single where you and Elijah were going out for a Basically, while. Basically, yeah. I, had, I, I, I broke up with my... Well, she broke up with me and, and decided to sleep with one of my colleagues. But um, that, uh, <laughs> that happens. And then like a year that later, happens. I got with my current girlfriend. So I had a year where I hung out with Elijah. Okay. Or did Elijah. You... Or Elijah. What know. did he prefer? Just darling. Elijah or Elijah, Paul? I called him... A, I just called him Wood. You're right, Wood. <laughs> Woody. In the morning, I go, hi, morning, Wood. <laughs> Morning, Wood. I bet you did. <laughs> okay. Right. So, Amber, what do you think? Do you think this um, is true or not? I am inclined to think it's true. Really? What makes you say that? Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't feel lies coming from Paul. I don't feel that Paul's lying. Now I feel he's lying. Like his face now makes me feel like he's lying because he can hardly contain his glee. Oh, she's got it wrong. Um, but I don't know. I think for the majority of things, I like it apart from the why the Spanish connection. And Harrow is a very expensive school to rent and do a film like this. I mean, it really is exclusive. Like it's 30 grand a year per kid. Um, but how many how many locations are there, Amber, where you can film a movie set in a, in a rich public school? Because let's face it, a lot of films might be set in a rich public school because it's an interesting location, like Harry Potter or something. So, it, where was Harry Potter filmed? Uh, in the Lincoln Inn Hall in uh, Central London. 
Was it? Lincoln Inn Fields, part of it. Really? The, the dining hall is, oh, is okay. Lincoln Inn Fields. Where was the outdoor? Is that in Edinburgh? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, actually, where that is. Um, the thing is, also, Paul's non-knowledge of things is uh, in his favour. Like, he couldn't <laughs> remember the name of the director. He couldn't... He didn't know what Harrow was. He didn't seem to know any, anything about that, which I think if he'd have made that up, he'd have found those things out. The thing is, it sounds so sort of weird... I'm inclined to believe it. It's more that um, I feel you might have just done something tricksy, like change a sort of, yeah. like it wasn't it Harry, it was someone else, or it wasn't blood. You know, he's trying to change the thing, but then you think, oh, that like a cheat lie. Change I one think he detail. Might have had a, yeah, he might have gone for a cheat lie. Also because you, he accused you of a cheat right. lie. And it was, un, it was sort of demonstrating what he considers, tr- like I feel that he would feel uncomfortable lying really like wholeheartedly lying mm. but then so he winched in just a sort of element to make it a lie therefore it's a lie you think yeah, then. You've, so you've moved around to, to it being a lie now yeah but i don't know i think it's got enough elements of truth that it that it is wait a minute let me just establish something if you make <laughs> if you tell one lie as part of the statement yeah. the original statement if there's a if there's one single lie in there it's a lie mm-hmm. okay so you're still going to go with i had a dinner on valentine's day I didn't say elijah dinner. wood he said he spent I, didn't. Valentine's. I spent valentines with elijah wood and john hurt that basic statement you think is true do you i'm going to say yes okay by the way paul did you notice the way she just completely dis- dismantled your personality there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know Paul, I know his mind. I'm gonna, I don't I'm gonna think take I know p- his mind. I'm going to take him apart like a piece of Ikea furniture right in front of your very eyes. Um, okay, so you think it's true. Um, then I'm going to say it's a lie yeah. because... Go for it, because, say it's a lie, right, good. So there are a lot of details and things, usually when someone is lying, they fill it with lots of unnecessary details. Mm. So uh, lots of all this stuff, all these other ne- unnecessary details about where he was and you know like you know how the spanish connection like throwing in spanish there as if <laughs> yeah. that as if that sort of uh, that legitima- was nonsense, as if as if stuff. being a, being uh, as if knowing spanish legitimizes this this blatant lie <laughs> i think that's what he's yeah. done he's tried to prop it up with various other things like the fact that he can speak spanish and uh, that he knows of the existence of harrow school uh, yes. and that he knows it's in north london i reckon it's i reckon it's an out and out lie good <laughs> all right then good i'm glad we, we've got opposite feelings so paul well <clears throat> it's true Yes. Oh, oh, my <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I too will show you the photo. Uh, I want to see the photos. Um, yeah, no, it, the, legit, legit. I, all of that's true. Every wow. single detail of it. So, oh wow! Big, the, the, I, I can't remember. The <laughs> He's getting the photo. Uh, yeah, give me some information about the film, The Oxford Murders. You're talking to He's Siri. Siri. Yeah. Does Siri speak? Give you- Give Siri the microphone. Uh, Alex de la Iglesia is the is the is the the, the director. Yeah, uh, and ten um, percent uh, on Rotten Tomatoes is the film. American math student Martin transfers to Oxford in the hope of persuading renowned philosopher Arthur Seldom to oversee his thesis. But the murder of Martin's landlady plunges the pair into a mathematical mystery. Sounds good. Ooh. I suppose John Hurt is the professor. Uh, he is, yeah. Well, of course he is. Uh, be and it was, it's based on a book, uh, some sort of book somewhere. But yeah, it was because Alex de la Iglesia wanted cheap uh, extras, I presume, right. for the Plenty. budget. If you're uh, so, they, so he got in touch with somebody at my university. We got an email saying, uh, hey, students of languages, we've been offered, you know, £10. And we were, it was great. We were, what, 20? And it was like, cool, we get to spend a day 
um, in Harrow faking it as Oxford students. So right. it's supposed to be Oxford University. Right. Um, I'm sorry I ever doubted you, Paul, because yeah. uh, it was true. That's right. Yeah. So there's a pattern emerging in these games because you know what the <laughs> scores are now. Uh, Amber's got three and you've got two, Paul, and I've got two. So Do I have three? You've got three, yeah, because you got that right. So yeah, you get I thought one, I got one point. point. You get one point for getting it right. Oh, yeah. So oh, two. Amber's got oh, two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I'm glad that you're you're here to monitor me on these <laughs> mathematical things. We've all got two. Um, everyone's got two. So it's even Stevens. Even Stevens. Even Stevens. Okay, the deciding Who's round. Stevens? So this is the deciding round is Amber's. And this is basically. Oh, wait a minute. I think you've won. Unless we both unless you both unless we both get it wrong. No, unless, no, no, unless we both, both get, get it right, right and then Oh, well, well, let's see then, what happens. Oh, then we might have to go for a tiebreaker. Tie okay. Exciting. All right, okay. okay. So, Amber, it's your turn. Right, we're going to stop there. It's exciting, isn't it? If you'd like to know exactly what Amber's story will be and if it's going to be a lie or if she's going to tell the truth, and if you'd like to know who wins this dramatic game that we're playing, if it's going to be... Uh, who's going to win? Is it going to be me? Is it going to be Paul? Is it going to be a tie-break? What's going to happen next? Well, um, you'll have to wait for part two of this episode, which should be available on the internet uh, soon, um, and then you'll be able to listen to it and find out everything, okay? So that's basically it for this episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to visit teacherluke.co.uk where you can uh, check out notes and some of that stuff is transcribed. The introduction I gave at the beginning is transcribed, so you can read that. You can also just check out some other things like links and photographs and stuff like that that um, uh, relate to things in this episode. Uh, also, if you would like to reward me for my work, then you could always give me a donation. There are donation buttons on the website and your support is much, much, much appreciated. Uh, don't forget also to take advantage of the offer from audible.com and basically what that how that works is that you can um, you can sign up with audible.com by going to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke you can sign up for a 30-day trial and um, in that 30 days you can download an audiobook without paying anything and um, so you get a free audiobook in the 30-day trial. If you don't like the audio Audible service, before the 30 days are finished, you can cancel your, your membership. You don't pay anything, but you can keep the audiobook. So that's the free audiobook. And I really do recommend it because I use Audible. Amber uses Audible. Um, and it's great. There are loads of, loads of really good audiobooks. And they're proper professional level quality audiobooks. Some of the greatest books ever uh, are, are available there and many of them are read out by professional actors and professional voiceover artists so it's the cream of the cream um, so check out audibletrial.com forward slash teacher luke um, and then you can just um, have a look at audible and see if you like it get a free audiobook and the rest is up to you okay so thank you again for listening to this episode i'll speak to you again uh, in part two which should be available quite soon okay but for now it's just time to say goodbye bye bye bye, bye. thanks again for listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.